When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Meta Show. Today is Saturday, October the 30th. It is Halloween Eve. It is the four-ween, as we call it here on the show. I am... Ghostbusters Brisk Ball. I am joined alongside the most famous, most lovable, most cherished Eve talk show host of all time, Brisk Ball. How are you today, Brisk? It's a pleasure to see you on the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Brisk. I'm, I'm delighted to hear I'm here. I got myself some freedom. Uh, I'm surrounded by freedom as is appropriate. I am the nicest gentleman that you will find on these here galactic political internets. And I'm going to run this Shelby foot gimmick straight into the ground all day today, because I just got back from Vegas with my good friend, Brisk Rubal and a bunch of other miscreants. And, uh, and here we are, sir, here we are. So <laughs> as always, let me just tell you folks only on the meta show, would I be such an egotist to appear twice at the same time? Let me just tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, credit to uh, my girlfriend on this one. Uh, Brisk said that we were going to do a Halloween show. And I'm like, honey, uh, sometime between now and 3 p.m., we got to cobble together the 3 p.m. tomorrow. We got to cobble together a costume. And she's like, I got this. <laughs> she got it. And, and holy shit. Uh, so yeah, let's dive into it. Uh, we don't have much to dive into. I mean, I'm going to be honest, guys. We're wearing costumes. We got back from Vegas. There's been very little internet spaceship drama. Uh, we're going to be talking a bit about what happened in Vegas, how much fun we had, how cool it was, general Vegas updates. Uh, we have some space news, I guess, from CCP, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead. We're going to get it right at the start. Right at the start, guys. We had They, they had two weeks. Like we, was, I was, we had a break last week, whatever. Uh, in Illuminati scroll back, I believe I have your Wyvern build cost this week. Oh no, here we go. 75 and 85 billion. A revelation is about 8 billion. Uh, so let's just go ahead and, and get that out of the way. CCB has not fixed the ability for us to produce capital ships and murder each other with them. So I am wearing a brisk costume today because I'd rather be shitting out dreadnoughts and fucking with puppies. But here we are. So, uh, so <laughs> here we are. All right. So, first of all, couple of things I want to get out of the way. The inestimable editor-in-chief of the Imperium News Network, Riv, Rivra, Riv, Riv, Rivra, I never can <laughs> pronounce her name correctly. Yesterday was her birthday, so happy birthday to Riv. We wanted to make sure we got that out there. I uh, hope you had fun hanging out with the guys. I know you were drinking your rosé champagne and having a good time. So happy birthday. Thank you for everything that you do for INN and for us on the show. Second note, on a sadder, a bit sadder note. Those of you who are big fans of Mind One, who are big fans of the Saturnized Forum, who are big fans of Eve, obviously, you probably had come across Old Man Keith over the last couple of months. He has been a, a fixture 
in Mind One's chat. He was always with us Saturday nights, everything. He passed away about three weeks ago. We got the news. And tonight at 2100, directly after the show, there will be a Sino Vigil in 1DQ. We invite all of you to join us to pay our respects to old man Keith, who was a good friend to many of us on the stream, as well as all of our friends and space friends in the space tribe. Godspeed, old man. F's in chat. Oh, that's, that's rough, but yes, Sino Vigil after the show, and he touched a lot of lives, and um, it's unfortunate that that happened, but I'm glad that we are going to be able to get together and memorialize him appropriate, um, appropriately. All right. Now, moving okay. on with that, we're going to go into our top story. The top story today is not really a, like a really top story. It's more kind of just like, hey, guys, let's just chat. So the top story is going to be E-Vegas. We just got back from Vegas. Let's talk a little bit about our trip. Wow. Okay, uh, where do we want to start? Uh, I um, shifting gears. Shifting uh, gears. Here we go. Shifting gears. Okay. Where do you want to start? I would have to say. Uh, so first of all, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with we're we're gonna stay in sort of a somber groove here for just about 30 seconds more, and we're gonna pivot off it and go someplace else, uh, which is while we're talking about unpleasant news. Uh, we did have a little bit of a COVID scare at Vegas, and I'm pleased to report that that COVID scare has turned into an all clear. So what happened was uh, yesterday we got back, uh, two of our dudes tested positive, and so we had sort of an emergency cross eve. Everybody was at Vegas, get the word out, and everybody get tested. Uh, one of those initial three tests turned out to be a false positive, uh, and it turned out that the reason why one of our dudes caught it was the power went out in Circa. And in the moment when the power went out at the casino hotel that we were at, this dude was trapped in an elevator with a professional gambler who was chain smoking Newports in the elevator and was coughing constantly. And so basically our dude ended up getting it uh, because of just pure dumb luck. He was just trapped in a box with some dude. Uh, and the good news, the reason I'm bringing this up is that in case you heard through the grapevine that we were concerned about that, we have done our due diligence. Everybody has tested negative. In fact, one of the three initial positives has come back as a false positive. So uh, I'm proud to report that in uh, that the EVE Online community managed to get everybody together from around the country. Uh, and the only instances of plague were in these random isolated, oh shit, you got trapped in an elevator with some guy that sucks. And we are monitoring everybody who has it. Uh, but there was not actually any kind of outbreak or clustering or anything. So uh, sort of a, a difficult topic. But the good news is that the organization, when I say the organization, I mean, all of us Eve nerds that got together for uh, Eve Vegas, uh, got a mostly clean bill of health. And so if you are worried about that, good news, you don't have to be. Uh, so exactly. other than the elevator plague story, we can well, then pivot into. <laughs> I mean, just well, one last thing on that. I just just to be clear, we had over 450 people that were there at Vegas at any given time, and the fact that we're in the middle, we're still in the middle of pandemic. It is on the downslope, it appears, but still, the fact that only two people out of 400 plus coming from all around the country in an area that had a million people easy. That's the only the only cases that we got, and both of them are okay. That's pretty good. That that is as close to being back to normal as I think we're going to get for yeah. uh, you know anytime soon. And so, if, and, and all of the folks that that were there, at least to my knowledge, were vaccinated. So it was not a question of 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 any of that nonsense. So anyway, moving on, moving on. 
We're going to do a piercing the corporate veil right now because I want to talk. There are a couple of things that are that are happening in Eve. They're not big enough to be a main. Actually, wait. We're talking Vegas first, right? Shit! Well, you know, I, mean, I just jumped through Vegas. How did we, I totally we, forget Vegas? Well, I was well, going to go do like we boring sort of, shit. Like, well, we had to do we had to do dark topics. That's right? it. Like, and I was like, and, I get and, off the dark it, topic. Yeah, and, okay. and but we're we're going to talk about lighthearted topics now. It's it's unfortunate. Look, guys, the plague stuff is real. This is a kind of thing that happens. We we lose people. We've lost more people in this last year and a half, two years. There've been a lot of sign vigils. It fucking sucks, and it's yeah. something that is important to have the right amount of you know sort of respect and gravitas for. None of us are getting we, younger either. Yeah, we 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 bolted that onto the the discussion of the COVID stuff, and now we are going to go full silly because I am very proud to see that I am officially brisker ball, not only in heart and in spirit. Uh, as a as a Southern gentleman, I <laughs> always find that I must disguise my true nature amongst the Yankees and the COVID baggers that I find hanging out in these wilds Damn in Wisconsin. Right. I, I I got my chops in the debutante ball you go. scene. Anyway, <laughs> that's my boy. Oh there we my go. god, man! I love to hear I, I myself my talk. You guys know that, you know. I know you Dude, know that. My beard is my beard is like getting stuck onto this, and I I wanted to go I wanted to go to the garage and like uh, smoke up before I got out here. Uh, and then what I found out was that if I tried to do that, I would literally set my face on fire. That's so, probably true. Uh, I am <laughs> I am committed to the bit, boys and girls. I am committed <laughs> to the bit. You people, uh, the things he does for you, he's making you do it. He's making you sit through a meta show where he is totally sober. How dare this happen? That is that Especially is especially after is. Vegas. <laughs> so, all right, listen. I, I have to say, I'll be honest, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give an unpopular opinion, or at least I'm mm. gonna say something not unpopular, but then I'm gonna explain how I changed my view. So when I was a younger kid, when I was younger, when I was in college and younger and everything like that, I was not a fan of weed. Didn't want to be around it. Didn't like it. Not like it. It's illegal. Don't do it. Blah, 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 blah. I was totally against it. Not a fan. Over time, I have softened my view. And if there was ever a question anymore, whether or not I thought it was great to have weed, this Vegas has dispelled it to me because I will tell you this. We had the most fun. Now, I don't partake because I can't for work, but everybody around me was. We had the most fun. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's having a good time. I didn't see a single person puke because they were too drunk. We never had to carry anybody home, which has been an issue in past Vegases. We never had to do any of that stuff. It was the greatest that I've ever seen and I think it's solely due to the fact that Vegas is one of those few places where you can do whatever you want, wherever you want, and it's perfectly fine. And I just wanted to get that off my chest because I tell you, I had more fun at this Vegas than any other Vegas that I've ever been to. This and was, this was, yeah. I don't know why it just was that much fun. Uh, you know, th there were so many good highlights there. I, I, I can tell a few stories here. So basically, uh, yeah. Weed being completely legal in Vegas is lovely because you can literally walk outside of your hotel. It'll be an overpriced joint. But if you're about to fly out the next morning and be like, go across the street to the overpriced dispensary, smoke one joint, hop in the taxi and away you go. And it's perfectly legal. No problems. No muss, no fuss. Uh, and, and, you know, it does keep things at a certain level. Like we have had good meets in the past where probably I'd say 2014, 2015, uh, back before everybody was like really on the, the, the weed program. Uh, and, and yeah, you would have, you know, we were younger also, right? Like in our younger thirties, instead of our, you know, <laughs> fucking 43 old man here. Uh, but basically, uh, 
the we got to actually do some stoner events this time around. So uh, we organized a uh, a White Castle expedition. So the Imperium goes to White Castle. Uh, and it was fantastic because we managed to get everybody together at a certain time. We all fired our shit up and everybody sort of brought uh, their favorite toys to the table and everybody. This is one of the reasons why the plague outbreak was uh, was one of those things where I was like, oh, shit, because when I was uh, shuff- shoving slider after slider down my gullet. I was uh, not exactly uh, Mr. Health and Safety, right? I'll be honest, so, I don't know oh, how COVID fuck. survived the cloud of farts that would have followed you guys back from White Castle. <laughs> Just not going to lie. I, I don't, there's no way a virus oh, could live in that. Oh, my God. So, so my girlfriend, who was actually the one that was my girlfriend, uh, you're going to be hearing that a lot this time because there's two things that she was responsible for that we're talking about. One is this wonderful outfit, and, and two was arranging the White Castle expedition uh, is, you know, I, we got so many sliders and we prepared, we knew we were going to do it on Sunday, right? We knew that we were going to go to White Castle on the last big main day there because we knew we wanted to eat food before that and possibly eat like real actual delicious food. And that the moment that we shoved five sliders down our gullets, that it was going to be pretty much a disaster for anybody on the plane with us the next day. So it was a strategy. It wasn't just that we went to White Castle. It was a fucking mission. And I have, I was very proud of the gang because we got like 40 fucking people inside the White Castle, outside the White Castle. Angry Mustache was a hero and then like turns up with a fucking, I don't even think he smokes or anything. He just turns up with like, here's a case of 100 White Castles because you guys were too stoned to figure out the logistics. Like it, it was great all the way around. Um, so that was a highlight. Uh, another one was uh, my man Piercing. Uh, one of our guys brought his 56 Ford to the fucking meet and he has just finished rigged, the rebuild the friday before rigged it out for sound bombing with like an 80s like sound bombing so i'm not a sound guy i'm not a car guy but all i know is after we finished white castle after i had smoked all of the things and eaten all of the things and also some sliders too just when everything was kicking in uh we got to hop in the back of this fucking badass car with piercing is chomping on a fucking stogie he's got his leather jacket it's just like we're going down the strip blasting mongolian metal and gunship as loud as it goes and like this was the sound system that was loud enough that it would actually sound on the same levels like the stadium pool or the fremont street like little speaker so we're going there bright lights big city the the things are kicking in and you know there's like mongolian throat singing like i'm not even going to try to do the fucking who but if you know who the who are like the hu the fucking mongolian metal band dude it was like a peak experience it was just like this is fucking Vegas. And, and of course we did when we stopped in front of the Excalibur, briefly turn the music down such that we could talk mad shit and gossip like internet spaceship nerds about, ha, 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 there's the magic castle over there and then peeled off in a cloud of smoke and uh, substances. It was good. It was good. It was just, it was a really Vegas feeling kind of thing. Um, and I, I just had a great time and, and people, Carneros, uh, Carneros, just a fucking hero to nerds. Carneros arranged for an entire fucking theater for a showing of Dune. And so I was so scared about whether Dune was going to be good or not, because I'm a big, I didn't know how to pronounce his name as Denis Villeneuve or whatever, or like all the right way of saying it. But like, I was on that motherfucker stuff at Blade Runner 2049. I was like one of the three people that was like, Blade Runner 2049 is so good. And now... Dune and 
holy fuck. I was so happy. I didn't watch any of the trailers. I didn't watch anything. I didn't realize I'm not, I'm not normally a no spoilers guy, but I was like, I, I was such a no spoilers guy about this. I wasn't even conscious about this. And then at the Illuminati dinner, I was like cornering Ranger Gama and his dad going like, tell me about the ornithopters. Did they get the ornithopters right? Tell me about the shields. Did they get the shields right? And I was just, I was just uh, <laughs> so relieved that it owned oh my god I gotta, I gotta go see it in IMAX I watched it on my fucking couch over here once we got yep. back but we did the what? same thing oh. I mean I'll be honest let's listen when it comes to spoilers if you are worried about having a 60 year old book spoiled for you because they made a movie of it go fuck yourself okay <laughs> you your, your intensity is for shit you should have read this book the minute you were out of the womb and learned to read, okay? This is one of the greatest sci-fi books of all time. Go read it, then go watch the movie. It's a great movie, I'm very pleased. I'm looking forward to the next one. There was almost nothing that they got wrong. There was only a couple things that they left out that I would have liked to have seen, but some of the iconic scenes were perfect. So I gotta give those guys credit. They, I was really worried about Dune. I, I was honestly as worried about Dune as I am about the Wheel of Time that is upcoming in November. That makes me more nervous because the trailers are showing me stuff that makes me think they didn't get it. Yeah. But Dune, you don't have to worry about. They got it right. Okay. God, just just so uh, go see it. I, I, I didn't realize it. how much of it was physical effects. Like I, I, I actually, I'm not a big film guy, right? And look, you guys have seen me and my cold black heart through the course of one of the meanest internet spaceship wars in the history of nerd slap fights. So it shouldn't really come as a surprise that there are very few things in this universe that press those this is art buttons in in whatever smoking wasteland is is there right like my my blackened soul rarely picks up perks up and goes aesthetically speaking this feels like art and like the only thing so for example what does that do uh disco elysium was the last game that i played where i was like this game is actually art like that's this a great is, game this by is, the this way is, this is, this is an aesthetic that, that thing that's happening exactly uh blade runner 2049 and, and dune God, that's a great movie too. smash those fucking buttons just that the, so like if man you're, i love if you're it when i agree fence, with myself well you know so I, great. I, 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 I i feel like best. i'm a very 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 in very good company here i feel there like i'm a, a gentleman and that I, I i need to be at a debutante ball uh except i guess i'm in a different age demographic but i'd still be at a debutante ball because <laughs> the fucking south dude i so <laughs> I, uh, I i i i used to I, I grew up in birmingham alabama and uh, i was only there for seven years from 10 to 17. so i i, I one of my first tasks was they tried to cast me in some play and like uh this is like this i'm not i'm not even gonna do the accent but it was hilarious so like there i am and from houston texas my dad's from the midwest like i do not sound like a southerner at all and like the second year that i'm in uh birmingham i'm in some uh debate and rhetoric junior high school class and they're like casting plays and it's a southern play and they're trying to get me to do the character right and actually speak in a southern accent which they can all do because it's fucking alabama and uh, it, it, it was only many years later after I, I tried to copy it that I might have been able to do it badly. But yeah, it's a it, 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 it's a it's a thing. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, so Vegas happened. And uh, no. one of the things that I, I'm hoping for is uh, I, I do think the 
lack of a central programming track is a challenge, right? Like this Vegas, there were a lot of people in a bunch of different places. And I think a lot of us walked away from it with a feeling of, fuck, I wish I'd gotten a chance to spend more time with so-and-so, right? There's a list of like 20 people that I barely got to talk to, uh, or I wanted to, wanted to talk to, and I didn't get to, uh, and, you know, hopefully CCP will pick up the mantle for E Vegas again in the future. We had to do it this time because if we didn't do it, nobody was going to do it. Uh, but hopefully that whole CCP nonsense about, Oh, we're going to go have Eve San Diego is something that is just forgotten about into the mists of time. And, you know, we'll see how things go, but even without a lack of a central programming track, which is also incidentally, that is not Hyperviper's job. Like I want to give so many gold stars to Hyperviper and the entire gang that was responsible for throwing this party. Right. Like we not like this was, this was my favorite E Vegas yet. I have been to all of them and this was the most Vegas of them. Now, I managed to have a lot of fun packed into a very short period of time. I pressed all my buttons. I had a grand old time and credit to Hyper Viper on throwing that thing. And uh, yep. it was basically just like a big goon meet because it didn't really feel like, you know, it kind of felt like, you know, I, I know that uh, Busa Corporation, I was hanging out with a, a Busa guy for a lot on the second day. Uh, you know, the uh, Blackwater USA had like a big corp meet that was at the Excalibur. And there was like a handful of Horde people and a handful of NCDOT people. But uh, a lot of times it kind of felt like, you know, where, 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 where's the puppies, right? Like, you know, I think that if there's more of like a central, pro, like all the usual guys that hang out with us, that are cool. Like Duncan Melkith and like the usual gang were there. Um, but I do think that if it was more of an official like CCP thing with a central meeting area and a programming track, uh, people might've like, we don't bite. Like we're used to fighting the entire galaxy. We're used to drinking beers with everybody after we're done fighting the entire galaxy. Uh, but other than that, man, it was wild. I felt like we spent a month there because we, we did got feel there. like a long time. Yeah. Not going to lie. No, sorry. Uh, as Mr. Rubal, I've just discovered that being brisk Rubal is sort of like being a long-haired Persian cat or how I'd imagine it is like to be a long-haired Persian cat because I feel like I'm getting hairballs yeah. as, 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 as I'm sitting here. You need a haircut, Brisk. Yeah, That's a, yeah. It's uh... <laughs> so, so the only other thing I would mention from or a couple of things I would mention from Vegas. So first of all, uh, I want to also send out my congratulations to our dear friend Isabella. She's in Black Ops. She's a she's a, oh, a, yeah. a, a hardcore member of the Goon Swarm. Uh, she got married while we were in Vegas, so we had a good time. We had fun hanging out with her uh, and her wife. We had dinner at a nice dinner that Anominate paid for. Thank you, Nom Nom. We still love you for that. Uh, I, I, again, like th this was the most fun because I felt like everybody was chill. I was worried about what would have happened last year if the war was still going on and we were doing this because it would have been weird having everybody out there giving everybody a hard time because of the war and all this kind of stuff. But this time, honestly, talking talking to Riker, who was one of the guys from Busa that was there, we talked to a lot. I felt like the Horde guys made more jokes about the, about the war being over and stuff than we did. But we did see some folks from the other side. Dunk Dinkle hung out with us for quite a long time. Uh, he did Fremont Street with us one night, which was great. We saw Gobbins. We saw Lady Scarlet. We saw a bunch of people. I mean, it was it was pretty standard uh, in terms of Vegas fare. But I'll tell you, I honestly, not having the CCP stuff to do in the middle of the day made everything seem so much more relaxing to me because I didn't have to roll out of bed, like feeling like shit, go sit through a keynote go sit and listen to the devs talk for a while and then feel like I'm free. Now I can go drink with my friends. I could just go out and do whatever I wanted. So it was great. And of course the Matani found us a crazy nerd bar 
Hold on. Brisk, hold on. Hold on, Brisk. I think you're muted. Did you mute yourself? How did, how did you, how did, what, uh, what is this? Uh, well, it's not, uh, well, it wouldn't be a show if Brisk didn't mute himself, yeah, right? Man. So it kind of has well, to which, happen. Which Brisk, which Brisk has muted us? It has uh, to happen. We, okay. Every can, time. Can people hear me now? Is, is There is, it is. is. He's back. He's back. Uh, there you it, go. It is a shame that y'all could not understand my beautiful Southern drawl in this. In the, so the, we got to talk about the, the, the dick bar. So uh, again, uh, my girlfriend, but basically I brought girl Loki to this thing and uh, there are many pranks ensued. And so we'd been going up and down Fremont Street a zillion times over the years, right? Like going to Fremont was like one of the stations on the cross in Vegas. And if we had just gone one block further and gone down like this hidden alleyway to the left, there was this whole area with a bar called The Nerd, which we like Sarah found us this on the first day there. And then this became like the Imperium secret hangout because there was a gigantic purple dildo. I don't know if it really counts as a dildo at that point. It had I balls. don't think it could fit it anybody's purple. body, so it's probably you, just you a know, big dick. It, it was, yeah, so like instead of like a bull riding thing, they had a dick riding thing. So, of course, you know, goons self-organized. The moment that we got into this bar and people realized that there is a gigantic mechanical cock to ride, uh, you know, I'm sitting there three sheets to the wind and somebody comes up to me and is like, hey, mittens right? Whichever of us can ride this the longer over the course of the week should get a forum title. And I say, sure. Right. I mean, when when the game comes to you with a fucking dick writing contest and they want to be like, all right. And then this shit, this set off an honest to God blood sport because for example, hyper Viper, the man, the myth, the legend actually got some battle damage. He was, he was riding that dick so hard that when he came yeah, he got, he got, he got there. There was actual blood shed in order to earn these titles. And I've never been so proud. Like, you know, after, after, you know, a, a year and a half or more, basically two years and not getting to see everybody. Right. You know, uh, being, being the space emperor means that I'm used to seeing everybody like every two or three months. Right. Like my, my life is travel all around the world with my cool friends, party all around the world with my cool friends. And then when I'm not hanging out with them, play internet spaceship games with them. And just as, the, you know, I, I've rarely, there are these moments where you're like, yes, this is goons form. This is, the this is what we do here. This is, this is our thing, right? Like this is the, the, the tribe is healthy. The tribe is whole. My people immediately saw a gigantic dick and then started competing to see who could ride it the most. So who won the title? Oh, I didn't see, do you know who won it? <laughs> Uh, you know, I actually don't know. I think I think we've given Hyper Viper a title uh, for his for his injury, but uh, I, I'm not sure in terms of you know I delegated out uh, who was like I wasn't going to be the scorekeeper, but whoever ended up being the winner, uh, I know Hyper got a title for at the very least his injury, uh, and I know that there is GoPro footage of some of this, so uh, we will we will see. Also, everybody, we found Weed Jesus. It's Cassian, so that's that's who Weed Jesus is. There you um, go. Vegas, baby. So that was this Vegas, was, baby. Was and wild so run. if you guys listened and thought, wow, man, Vegas sounded so good. I wish I could have been there. You have an opportunity. Now, Vegas was Vegas. It's the only time you're going to see all of us together like that. But the next best thing is happening in January. And that is Rampage Incorporated, one of our sister streams that includes myself, Obviously, Brisk is on it, uh, Merkel Chen, and Inominate. And then we also have Clavis and a, a bunch of other people that come and join us, including Matani, who has been on the show multiple times. We are hosting a DC Eve meet. 
link to the Eventbrite is in the chat. That is January 14th through the 17th. The 17th is MLK Day. It is a holiday. We'll be spending that in the nation's capital. My wife, Mrs. Brisk, who is amazing, as you all know, because you've watched the show and you recognize that any woman who has to marry a man who is this into himself <laughs> that he's on the screen twice deserves to be sainted. <laughs> you are correct. And she's so, very forgiving about the shedding. Apparently being brisk results in lots of shedding. Lots of shedding. You know, well, if, if she can deal with the cat, she can deal with you. Uh, we're happy. So I know that there are other Eve meets coming up. Next week is Eve London. Uh, Eve Toronto is coming up in December. Uh, or Eve Montreal, I believe it's going to be Eve North this year is, is in Montreal. And then January is D.C. We Right now we have 106 people registered to go. That's not as many as Vegas. We had over 400 for that, but... The uh, this is a pretty solid list, and we have a uh, we're in the process of expanding our room block. We Ooh. had originally asked for uh, between forty and fifty hotel rooms, which we got at a discounted rate of ninety nine dollars a night in a nice hotel in Georgetown, which you will never find anywhere else in Washington. Those are sold out, but we're trying to get more. So if you want to come hang out with me, Mittens, Merck, and Aminet, Mrs. Brisk, and a whole bunch of other people, come join us in January for the D, the DC Eve meet sponsored by Rampage Incorporated. I am very excited to see everybody out at BTECR trying to find Fountain Frank. <laughs> I keep seeing bubbles going up. I keep seeing Hick bubbles going up, but you haven't found him yet because I hit him more than usual this time. So that's good. I, I, right. I got to say, I got to say about DC, one of the things that I'm going to like one of the first stops for me in DC is there's this so I, I used to live in dc for people that aren't aware of my entire life story for you shouldn't be aware of my entire life story anyway i used to live in dc back in another life up until about 2010 when i moved to the frozen wildlands of uh, wisconsin and uh one of the things that was one of the few sacrifices like madison is a great town if you're a foodie it's got a lot of diversity of restaurants but dc has some of the best fucking Ethiopian food this side of Toronto and I assume Addis, right? Like I've never been over there, but holy fuck have I missed Dukum. So there's a restaurant in DC on U Street called Dukum, or at least there was 10 years ago. And I used to go to yoga and be in a room full of a bunch of, you know, hippie vegan types. And then I'd walk down the block after I was done with yoga and I would go to Dukum and I'd get a just fucking bucket of kitfo, which is basically Ethiopian beef tartare covered in butter and and all the deliciousness and the Oase sauce. So basically, kind of like the White Castle, I just want everybody to understand at DC that there is going to be a, a, a fart cloud around me the entire time because I'm going to eat as much kitfo as I can shove down my gullet while I am there. And, and and weed is recreational now. So, or I know it's a little complicated in DC, but like DC is opening up as a, uh, as a, as a more entertaining town. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be good. Do All it. right. That, that ends our Vegas and fun times discussion. Yeah, We're going to move on to, discussion. let's do some internet spaceships. Some internet spaceships. We're going to pierce the corporate veil. We some. have a number of Eve of, of CCP-related items that came out this week. We want to share with you guys, and then we're going to have a larger discussion, talking a little bit about what's going on right now in Eve as we ap approach the end of the third quarter, the beginning of fourth quarter, 2021. Mm -hmm. The end of scarcity. Is it actually happening? And those types of things. But first, piercing the corporate veil.
So the most important thing that happened this week was the announcement, finally, of EVE Alliance Tournament 17 prizes. Now, I'm excited about this because we always keep a very close eye on the Alliance Tournament, trying to figure out what exactly is happening, how things are, are, are going to be given away, what is going to be given away, how big a deal it is to have all of this stuff out there. Because you know what? Alliance Tournament ships worth quite a bit of money. They have always had a big impact on the meta. They've always had a big impact on certain groups that get them. PL, Test, other groups have funded their Alliance SRP solely through their winnings from the Alliance Tournament. So we always keep an eye on this. So a couple of things. First, we know this year we're getting Mordu's Legion ships, which is great. So the first one that they announced was the Raiju. This is, according to the text here, Mordu's Legion's premier electronic attack frigate. It's a Garmer, but it's That's a, a Garmer. sexy beast. It's pretty cool looking. It's a Garmer that has bonuses for warp disruption and for sensor dampening. So it tells me that this thing is going to be super quick. It's going to be able to hit you hard. You're not going to be able to hit it back because you're not going to have the range, and it's going to be able to point you from a distance. You throw some abyssals on this thing, and it's going to be crazy. Now, we don't have the exact numbers yet, but if this is anything like the other AT ships, I can't wait to see Fred Von Hole actually using one of these to kill other AT ships rather than just killing it because this thing is going to be pretty badass. So this is the frigate that they're going to be handing out. The cruiser, called the Laylapse, is the sexiest Orthrus I have ever seen. I apologize. There are corpses floating in front of it, but you'll be able to see it in a second. <laughs> Eve Online, baby. Eve you know, Online. So this is essentially, I think, going to be like, probably one of the weirdest ships out there. I don't know how much it's going to be used because it's it's kind of funky. This is a a Hector. They're taking the Orthrus <laughs> and turning Wait, it into a Hector, right? Now, granted, there's no way in hell anybody's ever going to use the bubble on this thing because if they do, they're idiots. <laughs> but you get a long-range infinite point on one of these things, and it still has its regular speed. That could be a little dangerous. So I think I don't think the I don't think that the hick is going to be as big a deal as as the frigate will be as as the Garmer or the I guess what are they calling it the the Raiju the Raiju I don't think it's mm -hmm. going to be as big a deal as the Raiju I think that's going to be the ship everybody wants but damn I mean you get a Hector like this with the range that can chase you and you can't catch it while it's infinitely pointing you that's that's kind of solid. I like that. I mean, but the, so I, I think the part of the drama here, I'm not sure whether that counts as drama is, yeah, the prize format stuff, this right? Is like the it, drama. This, this is, is the a, drama. Uh, this is different, right? This is in the past, there would only be like uh, a bare handful of these things handed out to the, the very top people, right? Correct. So. And that's, that's why I think this, this is crazy. And I think, frankly, I'm not upset about this at all. And I'll walk you through it. So essentially the, the distribution now pri previously, the top four teams got ships, and they only got a limited number of them. They've extended this to the top 16, and that they, they say this allows those middle-tier teams to get a small taste of the ships and ensures each match has value. The matches have value anyway, but I think 
giving Morse teams like getting like you make it to the semifinals and you get a ship that's kind of cool. But I also appreciate the fact that unlike other AT ships that are so rare that they're worth ridiculous amounts of money and they can have a ridiculous amount of impact on the meta, there's going to be so many of these out there that one, it's going to be reasonably attainable for a regular person. And when I say regular person, I'm not talking about like a new bro that's been in the game a month or two. But if you are an established player who owns a Titan with 140 of these, it's not outside the realm of possibility that you might be able to find one for at least as much as a Titan is, you know? So if you decide you want an AT ship, it's not completely outside of, of the realm of possibility. The second thing is because there's so many of these, they're not going to have the economic impact that the other ones normally have, which I think is critically important because one of the big criticisms I heard from folks when they announced the AT again, which is, oh, great, we're just dumping money on NullSec again. Who gives a shit? This, I don't think, is going to be that big of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a dump of ISK onto the winners. And I think, frankly, the people that were complaining and worried about it have a little bit less to worry about now because it's not going to be as bad as they're making it out to be. So that's my take on this. What's your take, yeah. boss? You've had more experience on the on the on the meta side, on the on the big alliance side. With well, this than you know, it, it, it sort of depended, right? Like, so the 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 bad news, like the the backstory as to why this used to be a controversy, and we don't know whether it's been a controversy or not. Of course, is that for a while there they weren't doing the alliance tournament, and back in the day, uh, the alliance tournament was basically a way uh, for Band of Brothers and then Pandemic Legion. Uh, to get a free disbursement of trillions of ISK in the form of these ships. Uh, they were much rarer back then. And this is something that they get extremely angry about because the Bob guys don't like when you mention how CCB used to spawn role-playing events where they'd get motherships that were covered in perps for the Blade Runners and mysteriously, excuse me, not the Blade Runners. As you can see, I've got Denis Villeneuve movies on the mind. <laughs> the, uh, the Blood Raiders. Blood Raiders, not the Blade Runners. Blood Raiders, not the Blade Runners. Uh, and so there were occasionally these sort of like sandbox interfering oh well it's an alliance tournament prize so we're gonna whatever uh and, and we've never been happy about that right like we we in uh those of us in nullsec that aren't into that shit uh we don't like distortions in the big war game uh now is this gonna count as that i don't, I don't really know because one of the things is that since that time uh basically there is no band of brothers and most of the big null sec entities aren't really like into the whole alliance tournament scene, right? Like there are people that, I mean, I guess elf boys into it, but they're not very good at it. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I just don't really, I, I think what really is going to determine whether this matters or not is like the, the guys that are really into the alliance tournament these days, like a lot of times there's been collusion scandals because, Hey, it's Eve online, right? I ain't mad about that. That's you what we do. About, yeah. You want to tell me about metagaming the alliance tournament? I'm like, well, that makes it way more interesting to me immediately. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you, you know, Hey, well, that sounds because You know, one of the reasons why I've never been into the alliance tournament is the whole fixed rule sporting engagement thing. For me, one of the reasons why I like Eve online is it's a fucking no holds barred galaxy simulator, Somalia in space. And so there's like fuckery and opportunities to fuckery. So a whole bunch of complicated rules and formats and Robert's rules of order doesn't really fly uh, in the, the Matani zone. And that's fine. Um, but basically what I'm going to see about this is if a bunch of these guys collude and manage to get control of these things, are they going to end up having the same value as 
you know, a hundred billion isk or whatever thing. The other thing is the modern alliance tournament scene, from my understanding, which has been taught to me by people who actually pay attention to this stuff, uh, is that usually like alliance tournament ships are often traded between the AT people themselves. Like there's a crew of people that are really into this and they trade their Lamborghinis between each other to prepare for funky comps and whatever. So I guess the big question is just going to be once this stuff happens, did they create 140 or whatever, 100 billion isk ships that are going to be given uh, to one group? Group that's going to end up with a lot if that group colludes with other groups that have secondary teams and whatever, uh, or does it just not matter? And, and I think we're just going to have to wait to see how the cards fall. Uh, but you know, I, I don't think that there's going to be like, you know, a big null sec team is going to going to take a bunch of these things. And uh, because of that, I ain't mad yet. <laughs> Basically, uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. Like, I, I don't right. know if it's true that we're going to see a lot of these things. So, like, even if CCB distributes 140 of them uh, of each, are you actually going to see them used, or are they going to be hanger coins? So, well, we'll I just... mean, that's always the question. I, I'm I'm guessing that the frigates will get used. I'm guessing the garmers will get used because those will be fast and survivable. The hick, eh, I don't know. That that's yeah. more of a of an interesting use. I, I'm not sure how much we're going to see that, but I'm sure that Pando. And and Bjorn B and all of the other guys that love to do the crazy fittings and find mm -hmm. like cool ways to, to fit stuff out, they'll be the mm -hmm. ones that figure out what to do with those if they ever get their hands on one. All right, so that's the AT news that we're waiting on the AT. AT starts next month, uh, which is in three days. So we'll start seeing this. They're gonna they're gonna let you pick, do Twitch match predictions. Uh, there's links here. There's more discussions of of all of the stuff. Uh, the broadcast will start at tw at at two thirty, fourteen thirty Eve time. Uh, every day that the tournament starts. And you can get all your information here on the website uh, if you want to go check that out. It's the first news item up. Second thing this week, as always, it is time for the Halloween Horrors event. It's This is the obviously the Crimson Harvest. It comes back. We do this every year. And this year, it's exactly the same as last year. So... You got some different uh, skins, I think, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same. If you did it last year, you're going to know how to do it this time. The only big, the biggest thing, and I'm going to bring it up, and this is my favorite part. You can ignore the sale on the screen there. Let me roll that down so you don't have to look at an ad while we're talking about this. All right, you do get two choices, but still, it's whether you get one set of skins or the other set of skins. Okay. What what an amazing difference. What an amazing change. Um, the best part is 90% PvP loot drops until November 9th. Get out there. I'm looking forward to seeing all of the big ships dying and watching people try to scramble to find freighters to haul it all away because it's going to be great. And, of course, my favorite part of the entire event is all of the wrecks are pumpkins until November 9th in the game. So enjoy watching the wrecks. It's going to be crazy. That is it. Mm -hmm. Now, last thing before I think we may have, and I thought I saw him wandering around outside my office. We may have a Fountain of Frank segment today. It's been a I while. It has been a hot minute. I, I'm curious to see what sort of uh, what sort of adventures he's been up to because right. you know it's one of those things. You go to Vegas for a little bit, you lose track of Fountain Frank. And that's not good. It's like when the, the, the kids or the pets get quiet and everybody seems like they're all behaved. You're like, oh shit, what are they up to? Uh, maybe you can find him. Let's let's get us let's get us an update from from the man himself. 
All right. Uh, so what we're going to do now, do the patch notes real quick, and then I'm going to go grab Frank and bring him out here. So hell yeah, this was the first set. I mean, this is the they, basically the patch notes that came out. This was for Tuesday. They started Crimson Harvest. The most important thing, there were two things in here that got a lot of attention this week. The first was they updated the aggression mechanics in the ESS. So now if you are out roaming and you link up and try to take an ESS, even for a second, you get a suspect timer, which stops you from being able to use a filament to leave. Now, I have heard people on one side saying this is great. Finally, these filament gangs can't go run around. They can't go out there and, and try to steal our ESS, and then we try to form to get them, and then they just filament away. They can't do that now. This is great. I've heard an equal number of people complaining that now it makes roaming even shittier because if they even want to try to just go get an ESS, they have to wait another 15 minutes before they can either log off safely or they can, they can filament out. And that's a big pain. It's just slowing things down. Most of these ESSs are not being, uh, you know, contested anyway. So what's the point, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what I would say, what I have traditionally said, when two groups are both unhappy about something, that means they probably got it right. That's my hot take. Now, that being said, I understand the perspective of the people that don't like the change. I understand the perspective of the people that do like the change. But the people that do like the change don't like the ESS in general. They hated it on general principle and wish it wasn't there. The folks that do like do like the roaming and like the ESS, they're mad because they want to be able to do more of this stuff. So there you go. Anyway, I would say if it were me, if the ESS has enough ISK in it that it's worth stealing, it's worth 15 minutes of your time. But I understand the perspective of the roamers who are just out there to get a good fight and don't care about the money. Now, the second thing, and I want to bring this up, and I'm glad this has a little handshake next to it because this was something that I talked to them about. The crab modules. If you guys watched Rampage Incorporated, reran six of these last night, we made almost a billion and a half isk in the span of three hours doing it. And we were doing it with six people, way more DPS than was needed. And we had a pretty good time. It was fun. I really enjoyed running these sites. They were, they were, they were slow enough that you could be social. You could have a good time. You could drink a beer. You could talk to your friends. You didn't have to pay a ridiculous amount of attention, but you still had to pay enough attention because you're sitting out there in billions this worth of ships. You don't want to get dropped. You're keeping an eye on Intel. You're keeping an eye on local. It felt like Eve. It felt good and the money was a lot it was pretty considerable for what we did if you want to go back watch the vod from the show last night you can see it it's three hours long i had fun ccp is not paying me to say this i'm saying it because i tried it and i liked it just you like when my mom told me again. to try my try my llama beans i tried yeah. them and i liked them it is an interesting thing. Like I, I'm glad that people are finding new and interesting ways to utilize the sites because, you know, the carrier dread thing has just struck me as kind of a non-starter until CCB unfucks themselves. But meanwhile, we've got like a bunch of people have work walls that have been mothballed for years. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. It kind of bothers me that the amount of content and risk that we're talking about here are like, Hey, here's a change like the ESS stuff. Right. I'm like, if we're having to faff around 
about an aggression timer for some random subcap harassment in a fucking ESS. Like, I'm glad that the, the crab beacon thing is going somewhere. It is unfortunate that it doesn't scale because it's like, oh, you can do three of these a day. Like, okay, well, we'll have to see how this works out or if there's uptake on it. Uh, I've got mixed reports. One of the first things that I, I asked when I got back from the Vegas process was what what's the deal with the crab sites? And I got, well, uh, <clears throat> they're all right. They don't scale. You can do them in Rourke walls. It's okay, I guess, right? And so one of the big things is I, I want to give CCP some gold stars when they're actually doing things that seem to be headed in the right direction. Uh, you know, take the opportunity where we can. Um, but, you know, ultimately speaking, this isn't going to like change the big dynamic in the galaxy until people can build capital ships again. And I challenge, I challenge every CCP dev that backs the current setup with industry, every CCP dev, every employee of CCP that is going out there and is saying that they like this process, that they think that the way that things are set up right now is cool and good when it comes to scarcity and when it comes to capital production. I challenge you to you get together with your other dev friends and go through the process of building a dreadnought class vessel from nothing. I want you to source the materials. I want you to see how much it takes for you to get it. I want you to go through the process with your buddies, other CCB devs. I challenge you, if you want to defend this stuff in public, you get out there and build a goddamn dreadnought. And then you get out there and you talk to all the dudes with the spreadsheets that make the content happen in Eve, the people that make this stuff for us to do our thing. And you tell them, have an honest conversation with them about how you went through the same process that they have gone through and how you arrived at the conclusion of having a wonderful time being happy with the dreadnoughts. Because at this point, I'm pretty sure that these guys just tested it on CC and decided, oh, well, if I didn't actually have to do any work for this and, you know, boop, I've got 2.3 million units of water here, whatever. It, we got to take the gloves off, off on the shit, guys. Like, I can only do so many meta shows dressing up as, as brisk and talking about ESSs and crab sites, right? Like, if you're going to act like this ain't a thing, then get out there in the trenches and show us that it ain't a thing by doing your fucking job and play testing the fucking gameplay. Because I had the most fun at Vegas I have ever had at an E-Vegas, but it was also the least space politics because none of us can be murdering each other because no matter how many times we have told you that you have busted the end game of your video game, apparently, ooh, that's just her floor. Get in the trench, get in the trench and build one and brisk i think uh just I'm got dying, gotten you, you got gotten while i was doing my little rant there it's a rule but, uh, it, it, it happens the, the, it the, happens the, the, the weekly uh the weekly brisk the dying yep. uh or fountain yeah, frank dying dude. while he's out there so there you go yeah. you got me it only took you Ooh. an hour Man. i'm proud of you guys they, they were a little slow this time around they were very slow this time yeah all right so so now let's talk a little bit uh, about my view on the crab sites and the other thing that they did in addition to the, to, to what they did uh, in regards to the ESS. First of all, they did increase the bounty side of the rogue drones by 20%, which is good. That was necessary. But listen, we did six sites. We averaged about 350 million in loot a site, not counting the bounties. 
That was just the loot. We had three dreads and a carrier. We had a Sino on grid and we had a guy in a Noctis, Mr. Clavis, that was that was looting stuff and and doing salvage. We had fun for three hours. We had one site, the first site we did was six hundred million in, in in loot. There is nothing else in the game right now that is as chill and easy to do as these sites right now. Now, folks may not, they, this isn't the solution. It's not fixing scarcity. As Mittens obviously said, the bottom line with scarcity, the problem with scarcity is, yes, could we have replaced the ships that we lost if we lost them? Not easily. And that's the problem. So I think whatever issues there may be in terms of its generation, I think those issues are largely resolved. There are plenty of ways to make ISK. The problem now shifts to what are you going to spend it on? And that's where the problem lies. And the fact that we cannot get the pricing for the cheap disposable kinds of capital ships like dreads and carriers that are supposed to be attainable by regular people. Supers and Titans is different. I don't think anybody's complaining about the price of Supers and Titans. They should be super expensive. And yes, the build cost on a Wyvern is 80 billion. We understand it sucks, but nobody is not having fights because they, they can't afford women's. They're not having fights because they can't afford dreads and carriers. So it's the, it's the 8 billion is and rest, freighters right? is another freighters is part of it because anything that's a capital ship has seen the cost increase because of the way that these things change. So that's, that's the issue that I have. And that's the issue that I'm hoping that we're going to get them to focus on. We're going to be doing a show in the next two weeks or so. The second year anniversary of scarcity is coming up in December. We're going to talk about all of these issues in greater detail with the people that know more about it than Mittens and I, and we'll be happy to, at that point, let you guys vent your spleens about all the stuff that CCP is fucking up. Because, frankly, I think we're all kind of tired of scarcity. We've been hearing it's going to be over, but I'm not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the cost of things, which to me is the biggest factor in scarcity that still is out there and still exists. Yeah. Like, um, I, this isn't going to be a whole rant famous last words, but, um, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Well, the, the biggest environment I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, since I am, uh, since I am Bruce Grubal and I am licensed to practice in DC, I assume you're licensed to practice in DC. Alex is licensed. I haven't, I never got, I never, I never waved in. I can only practice in Virginia. Oh, wow. Okay. So well, I, just I, never I, got I, recipro around to I reciprocity into DC and then, I should, then retired I should do that. from Maryland just to be able to say, anyway, whatever the point is, um, it's a regulatory risk situation, right? Like what has happened here is this, the player base has an expectation, which I do not believe is founded in data. Right. I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to crush some hope is the first step on the road to disappointment when it comes to a CCP situation like this guys. Right. I want to just set expectations. And I talked about this on the fireside tomorrow is I heard it at Vegas. There's lots of people that think that CCP is going to come to their senses and unfuck the scarcity thing. But it seems pretty clear to me that they have not even play tested the process of building some of these capital ships because they would have run across the things that we did. It's like, what's with the water thing. Right. So uh, what has happened galactically right now is because of the regulatory risk, people are expecting that there's going to be big shakeups and changes from CCP. And I, I, I don't think that, that there is necessarily evidence of that, but the assumption across the game is that at some point, these guys are going to unfuck it like they did the blackout. Uh, and until then, people are basically stockpiling like Matt. CCB is like doing this whole scarcity thing, trying to talk about like getting rid of stockpiles, but all they have done is created a scenario where the only sensible thing to do is look at the process of building a dreadnought and go, I ain't sourcing that much water. 
right? It's not as bad as a wyvern, but it's at the point where nobody's nobody's going to be able to dread on because the sensible thing to do in an environment of regulatory risk is to stockpile, wait for them to fix the thing, and then build the dreadnoughts. So essentially, right now we're in a scenario where people are stockpiling. They are not really preparing for war because everybody is sort of assuming that CCB is going to unfuck things and then we'll we'll get the the tank factories rolling again and That's we get smashed dreadnoughts. That's not going to happen, guys. Get that shit out of your head. Yeah, this I'm, is I'm more likely than it, not the new normal. So get yeah. used to it. Yeah, and, and so the particularly that that's why like I I had a meeting uh you know yesterday when we got together to plan the meta show uh I was having a conversation with some of our econ people and like I can only herf warps about stuff about like the wyvern price index or the water stuff for too long basically as Brisk has already mentioned we're going to be getting some of our our uh, best finance experts on the meta show to speak in a language that other finance and industry people will understand because. I know that every industry person that has ever actually built anything gets kind of a little chuckle that my dumb ass is up here trying to speak your language. I understand that I am an inferior advocate for the industry players of this video game. Likewise. Uh, yeah. And, and, but normally speaking, when we're, we're doing politics stuff, we're like, hey, whatever. It's going to be like, okay, well, you know, uh, let's not hit CCB too hard on this. And, you know, I, I just want to, I just want to put, a camera on Angry Mustache and Kaznir and Rivra and any of the other econ guys that are willing to get up here, get up here and tell them the floor is yours. Take the glo take the gloves off. Be as mean as you want to in spreadsheets mode because at this point, uh, you know, it, 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 why not? It's kind of like weapons free, right? Like this 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 situation has not changed. It does not. I do not see any reason to believe that CCP is magically going to like figure it out. Uh, because they have fundamentally misunderstood the nature of human conflict. Maybe talk to one of your psychologists or sociologists that you in theory have on staff about what drives humans to conflict, because that's the core of your game. And it's bad when there ain't any. And ESS aggression mechanics and the odd limited crab site stuff, you know, that ain't, ain't gonna cut it. Ain't gonna cut it. Ain't gonna cut it. All right, enough of this anger management stuff. There is one angry person that we need to get on the stream right now, and it is Fountain Frank. He's been standing outside my door for the last 10 minutes Frank. thinking it was his turn. Frank. Let me get him in we here. We kept him waiting. We kept him waiting. Let's do it. All right. It's time right. for an Imperium update. You're muted. I'm muted because Briss <laughs> muted me, that son of a bitch. Every Which fucking Briss? time he does this to me. On purpose. I am Fountain Frank, standing in front of my own dead corpse. How <laughs> fucking dare you people shoot me while I'm out trying to get a background for this stupid-ass show? How dare you? Anyway. Many of you have asked, Frank, where's Frank? Frank, where have you been? I haven't seen you in like a month. It's been like a month and a half. Where have you been, Frank? Where are you going? Where the fuck do you think I've been? Been in Fountain. Duh. Where else would I be? It's my goddamn name, ain't it? All right. So, I am here because I am always tasked with all of the major announcements inside the Imperium. And I want you all to know 
we have been very carefully watching the moves that one Mr. Mark Zuckerberg has been doing with his little social media try-hard thing where he dared to change the name of his program to Meta. That's our name. That's our name. We've been here first, son. We've, We've been, been here, here first, since Mr. 2015, Zuck. you robot-looking <laughs> son of a bitch. How dare you try to take our name? But for that, <laughs> we've decided two can play at that game. And therefore, from now on, I'm announcing we have rebranded the Meta Show. And we are no longer the Meta Show. This is now the Facebook Show starring <laughs> Brisk and the Matani. This is our new show. Deal with it. Please like and subscribe. Deal with it. <laughs> like and subscribe. That's the deal. This is the Facebook show from now on. I hope you all enjoy it. Click that like button and give us your money. We promise we'll shut down the fake news better than those other sites do when they come out. Now, My God. that being said, now that we are here on the Facebook show, very serious. I Very want serious to show. highlight my favorite, my favorite lost mails of the week. So let's go. We're going to go over to our live shot. Here we go. The live shots of, wait a minute. They need to fix that. There we go. That's it. It's the Facebook show. <laughs> Had to fix it. Make sure it was correct. Mm. Horde lost two faction supers. A Vendetta and a Revenant. 500 billion-esque. And they lost it after the start of the Crimson Harvest. So look at this. Look at this. Look at this Vendetta. 250. Look at all this shit that dropped. It all dropped. Oh Everything God. dropped. Officer Fit, SML's modified cloaking device. I could have used one of those before when I got killed. <laughs> and the Revenant, just as bad, 265 billion isk. And the best part is our dear friend, our dear friend over here, Ashley Ray Violet Jones. That's the fourth bow. One, one, two, three, bow. That's the fourth faction supers they've lost in the last six months. That's got to be a record. I'm very proud of them. I, I, I got to respect the balls on that dude for, right? for getting out there and doing exactly. that. Exactly. You know, goddamn. That's pretty ballsy. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are, we are at, out of time. Okay, we're out of time. You're not even going to get brisk again. I sent him to go get a fucking sandwich. I mean, well, besides rules, the brisk that's already here. <laughs> besides the brisk that's already here who muted me like a son of a bitch, like he always well, does. I, I, I've always considered my, you know, I, I am a lovely person, and I would never mute someone without them knowing about it, without having the good grace to lie to the camera about it once I was done. <laughs> he resembles that remark. All right, this has been 
the <laughs> Halloween edition of the Facebook show for October the 30th, 2021. I am Fountain Frank. I am joined so alongside Brisker Ball. Thank Brisker you all Ball. for joining us. We will see you next time. And from all of us here at the Facebook show, eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's serious.